Hello, hello everyone. This is Kenny from the Big Sky State. I want to welcome you and thank you so much for joining me here on Cutting Fences. This is a podcast that advocates for the incredible people in the agricultural population who have suffered injuries, accidents, or have disabilities. Enjoy these amazing individuals, stories, experiences, equipment, life hacks, and more. This is a space molded to cultivate compassion, empathy, and support. So join my guests and I in eliminating barriers and uniting fields while we plant seeds of support to harvest humanity. Thank you so much for listening, and I invite you to be so inspired. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cutting Fences. It's so great to be back recording again. It's been a little too long. It feels like I never realized how much I I knew I loved recording, but I was so excited this morning to get back on it and get recording again. And it feels good to be graduated and ready to dive into this business full time and full swing. I'm so happy to share with you all that I have today, uh, Kathy Smith, the CEO of Life Essentials Lifts out of Indiana. And we'll go a little more into the details of what Life Essentials is and what they offer. But for now, Kathy, I just welcome you and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kendra, for asking me to do this. Um, It's just real hard to get the message out as to what is out there for farmers who become disabled or unable to safely get into their equipment. And my name is Kathleen Smith or Kathy Smith. Uh, I've always lived in Indiana. I was raised on a farm with three three sisters, mom and dad. And when you don't have any brothers, guess who gets to do the farm work? It's <laughs> us girls. So I was driving trucks to elevators. I probably when I was 12 years old. And since my parents are gone, they can't be accused of child uh, a brutality or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, but, uh, I've always worked in retail. Um, Most of my retail experience has been in um, hardware stores, uh, running um, like an Ace Hardware. And then I was in charge of a tool department at Sears here in in Lafayette and in Indianapolis. Um, Our company started out in Brookston, Indiana, back in 2002. We built a shop there, which was also our living quarters too. and then we just recently, in the last few years, uh, started build a new building, a lot larger than what we had before, and moved into there in 2017. Um, the company started actually uh, building lifts for tractors and combines back in the 1980s type area. The original owner, Hubert von Holten, was disabled. Uh, he had polio when he was five. He was raised on a farm and his dad decided that he's going to do the same work as his brothers, whether he has a disability or not. He just had to find a different way of doing it, um, manipulating and creating things. So he's actually the one that created the lifts that we do today. He is retired now and still his mind is still creating at all times. But we started doing that initially for himself and then breaking new ground at Purdue University, found out that he had built a lift to get himself in his combine And Dr. Field came out, talked to him, and convinced him he needed to build lists for other farmers also. So that's kind of where we got started on all this. Uh, And then in 2099, I joined the company uh, working in that line of the business. And then in 2002, I bought the company and incorporated it and made it into an actual business. So that's kind of how we got started. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, how cool and how exciting to, to know that it started just so small and now it's helping so many individuals out there. I love the story of how it began and 
it's so needed and so appreciated. And so just kind of going a little bit more into what Life Essentials offers, if you want to kind of go into some of the lifts, um, I know you kind of carry track chairs as well. Um, that would be great, just so people know a little bit more about what you offer. Okay. Um, well, most of our, uh, we offer like lifts for tractors, so we put them right on the tractor. It can be a, a lift for someone who is, uh, cannot walk, it has a seat on it, and basically has an articulating arm that takes them up and sticks them right into the cab of the tractor so they can transfer into that seat. It's radio remote control. Almost all of our lifts are radio remote control. So there's no tangling of wires and such going on. Um, But um, we kind of have grown over the years and probably our most um, popular product is going to be our truck lift, which is put on a three quarter ton or larger truck with a flatbed on it, or we can provide a flatbed and it will actually come around and to the driver's seat of the truck and the driver can transfer into the seat of the lift and then it will take him into the combine cabs, the tractor cabs. Uh, We have people that are doing tiling and it'll take them into their machines for that, excavators, uh, whatever else they need. And then it will reach actually about 14 feet up from the side of the truck and then about 12 feet up in the air. So it'll basically get someone into about any type of equipment they want. We have uh, a guy that works for the highway department and he is actually on his second truck lift. The first one's about 15 years old. And so he's just ordered his new one and has that just delivered a few months ago. And he gets into the highway equipment so he can keep a job working for the Illinois Department of Highway. And that keeps him working. His boss loves him because they show up for work every day. And when you're become disabled because of an accident, you realize how um, you take things for granted, whether it's, you know, being able to get into a tractor, a combine, keeping your job. Um, these people, I'm not going to say guys, because we also have women who farm and have disabilities. Mm-hmm. So it keeps them working. Yeah, it's amazing. And I just think it adds such a factor of quality of life for individuals. And and yes, it helps them so that they can work, but it helps them just in their everyday activities, do whatever they need to. And I actually heard a story of a gentleman who has one of those flatbed lifts around here that he loves to get on the flatbed lift and he'll kind of back up to this stream and it gets him in this perfect fishing hole, the arm extending out. So he says he can catch more fish than anybody else because he can get in that spot. So I just love it. Well, exactly. And these are for deer hunting and such too. And a lot of, well, a lot of the farmers do deer hunting or hunting of some kind, and they can actually either use it for a deer stand or they can get into a deer stand with it also. So, you know, other than just working and such, there's other things that they can use them for. And we've had people use it for uh, swimming pool access, or uh, we make a lift to get uh, people on horseback for like the therapeutic riding mm-hmm. uh, facilities. Um, they have an organization that requires them to have three people to get someone up on the horse at all times, three people sitting beside them. And so then they um, get the lift and it takes, I mean, one person gets somebody safely onto a horse and with even three people with the horse jerks or something like that, they can end up either one of them getting hurt or the rider itself getting hurt. So, you know, it's just a a little bit of a safety factor. And the same thing with our list. Farmers are very ingenious at finding ways of doing things, whether it's with a skid steer or a fork truck or something like that, which sometimes are not very safe. 
Yeah. And yeah. with our lift, it gives them a little bit safer access to their equipment. Yeah. Well, and that's something that I talk about so often is the safety factor, but it just gives them an opportunity to live life a little more normal again. Um, and the other thing is my brother, we were visiting the other day cause he had actually saw a flatbed lift, um, just out on the road. And he said, yeah, it's just amazing how you can't even tell it's a lift. And that's something special too, is that they almost look like just like a feed bed, um, yeah. which I think is really appreciated by the customers because you know you already feel like you stand out enough it's nice to have something that just looks normal for a farmer or rancher so I appreciate that aspect yeah. of it too yes and it makes them feel uh like a breadwinner again you know you know when they get hurt like that uh like overnight it changes the whole family aspect I mean the children the the spouse they all have they're all their lives change not just the person that's hurt but it affects the whole family I mean all of a sudden this person has to be dependent on their spouse or on the children to do things for them that they would have never had done before. And it's, you know, it's a hardship on all of them. And sometimes, you know, everybody kind of needs a break. Uh, spouses, a lot of times they're 24 hour caregivers, 365 days a year. And, you know, it's not easy. And, you know, I think organizations need to understand that, the whole family needs help, not just the person that has been hurt. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a unit, uh, certainly. And that's one of the biggest things that occupational therapists kind of try to dive into a little bit is that roles and how their roles change, uh, post-injury or accident or even an illness. And so I, yeah, I appreciate that you recognize the importance of a support system and how much that changes everybody's life in the family. Yeah. Especially a lot of times, on the farm. A lot of times the disabled person goes through stages and one of them is anger. And that person will take the anger out on their family and their spouse. Uh, now we've had experiences a lot of time where people start out that way. Basically, they're angry at themselves, they're angry at everybody around them, they're angry at God and whoever else that put them in the position they're in. And then we go and we make them independent in just one little way, getting them into a truck to drive again so they can drive themselves someplace. And that changes that person completely, just that one little bit of independence. And as quickly as you can give somebody that little bit of independence, their whole attitude changes and they're just kind of like, Hey, I can do this now. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. That quality of life piece. Mm, yes, exactly. One of the biggest things that you guys bring to the table with all your equipment. Um, and then just to kind of go into, you kind of talked about how life essentials started and you kind of touched on a little bit of where you began, but what brought you to buy the company? What brought you to be interested in working for working at this mission and this goal? Well, Hubert, like I say, he was, he's, well, now he's 85, which you'll hate me for saying that, but, uh, um, he, closed one business he was going to quit doing the lifts and such and I don't know after working with it for just a couple of years and seeing the way it changes people's lives I could not let that go away because I'm not sure who anybody else would ever have picked it up um but you know it's just trying to get started again it wasn't easy to start a business again like that like it is any business um the only thing is we did have you know lifts out there so people kind of knew about us but 
marketing on stuff like this is just so difficult. You don't know where to even begin and to reach the audience that you need to reach. Um, but I just, I just couldn't see it going away. So basically him and I made a deal. We keep it going. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. Wow. That's amazing. And yeah, I feel the, the ups and downs of starting a business. It's definitely yes. kind of a roller coaster, but then you see how much you help someone and all the bumps in the road were worth it. And maybe we can go a little bit into that. What is one of your most valued experiences that you've had so far in, in doing this job or one of the most precious things that you've had um, happen throughout your journey? Well, I guess, I mean, the one thing that really stirred my heart, it was a farmer here in Indiana. Um, He was one that was very angry to everybody. His wife would call me up in tears saying, you know, that he wouldn't help himself do anything. And, and he made, she had been kind of injured in an accident also. So she wasn't real mobile herself and he wanted her to dress, dress him and stuff like this. And she just, you know, could not do it very well. So she calls me up in tears. And I said, I said, just throw his clothes on the floor and go shopping, make him get himself. I mean, he can either sit there on the floor all day long in his, his jammies, or he can get dressed and get himself up and get going. So that's what she did. And, uh, then she, I said, report it to his OT and she did. And so the OT, the next time he was in there made him spend the whole day dressing and undressing himself. So never again, did he ask her to help him with dressing, but, um, we did. He was one that was angry. Um, it took forever for uh, he was going through the vocational rehab services here in Indiana to. Oh no, he, I'm sorry. He was a workman's cop, so he was going through insurance to get help to get him so he can continue working. And at the time, he was working at a business, and but he had a farm, but he wasn't really farming it. Um, so we kind of talked him into becoming a farmer again because when you work for a business that you become disabled in uh, sooner or later, they're going to find a way of getting rid of you and just dis- you know, discontinuing your position there. So, and more than likely that's what they would have done, but uh, we got him farming again. We got him in his truck. We got him driving. And I interviewed him about a year or so later and he kind of teared up and he said, well, they made me get my, get out of my sweats and get clothes on. He said, they put a lift on my tractor. They got me a, uh, journeyman scooter, get in and out of my truck. And he said, he kind of tears up and he says, it made me feel like a man again. Mm-hmm. Someone to say that. I mean, I, I still tear up just thinking about it. So, um, and that's kind of what you get from a lot of our customers and such, you know, it's such a relief that once again, they can get into their combines, they get into their tractors, they can make a living, they can support their family and, you know, not be helpless and, you know, United States is great for stuff like that. A lot of the other countries, you become disabled and basically the state takes over your equipment. They take over your farm and they support you in a nursing home the rest of your life. And it's it's so sad like that over in Europe. So at least here in the United States, we have ways of getting people and ways that they can get help paying for equipment through voc rehabs, through uh, veterans organizations, the VA. Um, I mean, there's like, Easter seals, there's American arthritis, you know, and basically the number one disability, which they don't consider a disability, the person doesn't, and I have it, and I don't consider it a disability, and that's arthritis. Uh, So abusive to your joints, your hands and stuff, 
you end up developing arthritis and that makes it hard and sometimes not safe for you to access your equipment. So it's hard to say, but that is probably the number one. And plus the farming age is higher. I mean, when I first started farming, farmers were, I think the average age of 48, uh, then it went up to 57, and I believe now it's over 60 years old that the average farmer is. So they're getting older and not able to work like they used to. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, what a what a touching story. And so amazing that you get to live life doing that for not just that one individual, but so many individuals. And I want to thank you for being on the podcast today and talking about it because something that we run into so often is that they don't know what's out there. And so they kind of get in this area where they don't know. And so they kind of give up on doing what they want to do. And I think with farming and ranching, it's not a matter of I got injured and I lost my job. It's a matter of I got injured. And if I didn't get the tools to do farming and ranching, then I lost my livelihood and the roles that follow that in my lifestyle. And I think that that's just you opening doors and this company opening doors and making it possible again is so big. And I just, I wish I could tell it to the world because I want people to know about this. I never want somebody to not be able to do what they love and do, you know, what they grew up doing their whole life. So that's all I know sometimes is the farm and it's been the family for a couple hundred years and, and it just, tears them up if they have to lose that farm. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of doing what I've been doing and going and speaking and doing the podcasts. And it's like, I just want so many people to know that these tools are out there because it's about adapting. It's not about quitting and doing something else. It's just doing the same thing, but making it a little different, adapting to what you need to do. And and I we talk about the financial aspect a lot too. And this is really for my audience, but I'm to the point where if if you grew up farming and ranching and you got injured and you need a lift, like we'll figure out a way to get it paid for because it, you yeah. need to, and you need it for your physical health, your mental health, your life, your livelihood. Like I talk about a lot in quality of life. And so yes. there's, there's ways out there and don't let the financial aspect, I guess, steer you away from trying to work towards getting the lift or getting what you need to do what you love. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, if you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but if there's a specific story other than the story that you kind of already told, that's egg specific, um, of something that the, a lift or a piece of equipment that you've provided to a farmer and rancher that really opened up, uh, agriculture again for them. If you can think of any stories, uh, I think real life stories are really what, what capture the audience and what, what yes. hold in the back of their minds and their hearts too. Yes, exactly. Um, Everybody likes to hear the good stories. Yeah. There's so much bad stories on the news and everything else today that it's nice to see something that is positive. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. Well, there was one story, and this is how I obtained my salesperson. And it's been probably eight years ago now, but his brother worked for me, and his brother was going to go do an install up in Wisconsin. And so older brother decided to kind of tag along and they got up there, they put a lift on a gentleman's combine and it was an older gentleman. And so after they got done, he asked the gentleman to, you know, get up and move the combine out of the way because they were going to do a tractor next. And the guy's like, well, I can't do that. And and Jack says, well, just get on the, the lift, go up and you can move the combine. Well, he went up, he moved the combine 
he came back down to the lift and he didn't turn around and say anything. And Bill went up to him and said, uh, is it, are you all right? And the guy turned around and he just had tears running down his face because he was just that moved by the fact that he could do that again. Wow. Wow. And I actually, it's, it's amazing. And I can't even imagine how that feels to be able to do that again after your life's been turned totally upside down. Upside down, yes. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it firsthand. I actually met Kathy at an agorability um, training here in Billings. And there was a gentleman who had a flatbed lift and um, he just couldn't say enough things of the opportunities that it brought to his life as a farmer and rancher. And I've been trying to schedule a time to be able to record an episode with him. And he's mm-hmm. so busy because he can do it all. And I'm like, I'm glad that I can't find a time <laughs> just to record with you because you're doing it all and you're busy just like a farmer and rancher should be. So yeah, yes, exactly. So I'm like, oh no, we'll find a time someday. But I'm glad that I'm glad you don't have time, honestly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for taking the time to record. And if anyone who hears this episode, if you know of somebody who would benefit from any of the Life Essentials equipment or a lift or anything like that, or you yourself could, uh, don't hesitate to get in touch with us because I'm really excited for the opportunities that this brings to the farming and ranching um, disabled community. Yeah, our our website is uh, Life Essentials Lifts, L-I-F-T-S, Dot com and then we have a new one uh life lifts with the uh lifts being spelled with a y instead of an i.com so you know you can get on our website you can see a lot of the things that we do the equipment uh, a lot of times there's some stories and stuff that somebody have added to about their experience with us too so um a lot of them are kind of a tearjerker so um appreciate people who let anybody else who might be able to use the equipment uh, to let them know that they can continue. Yeah. Yep. And there's nothing better than that. And that's one of the most special parts of this podcast is getting people on here and telling stories that then give somebody else the hope and the strength to do it themselves. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So visit the website for sure. Um, and thank you again so much, Kathy. And thank you to all my listeners. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's bought um, any crisis fund merchandise that all the proceeds will go to Denton, Montana and that community who was struck by fire. Um, and speaking of losing your livelihood, many of them lost homes, ranches and livelihood as a whole. So I want to thank you for buying and um, helping me help them um, and have a wonderful day. You too, Kendra. And thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. I want to give a very special thank you to all my incredibly generous sponsors. This truly would not be possible without you. I appreciate you and your commitment to the agricultural community. My wonderful list of sponsors includes Joyce Fuel and Feeds, Montana Cattlemen's Association, Helena Agri Enterprises, Hoven Equipment Company, Stockman Bank, and Neutralix. Thank you all so much. New sponsors to my list include Wilbur Ellis, 